human beings i have cracked open a nice frosty energy drink and we're gonna get the time out with josh podcast rolling i appreciate you guys being here as always we are looking for sponsors we are looking for people that want to jump on this podcast sponsored podcast keep us on the mother freaking air and keep us rolling if you're a small business or if you own products if you want to sell stuff if you have services whatever it is and you want to be a sponsor of this podcast get in touch with me on my instagram at timeout with josh and shoot me a message we will definitely want to talk to you um all of you that want a guest on this show if you're looking to have a guest and you want to hear somebody uh, talk with me, and uh, we have, you know, fun discussions. If you want to hear that, then definitely shoot me a message on my Instagram at Time Out with Josh, and then also have them shoot me a message. So, ladies and gentle fellows, we know what time it is. We know what time it is, and first. I am going to say I had some of these predictions for standings messed way the hell up. Um, Still, still do not understand the whole Cincinnati getting in thing. Um, Again, I feel like... I feel like there's other teams that are stronger schedules. Yes, they're undefeated. Yes, congratulations, you Cincinnati Bearcats. You are undefeated. Good job beating mediocre teams. Congratulations. Um, still butthurt over that. I, I think Oklahoma State or Notre Dame would have better, better pick to be in the top four. But, hey, we are where we are. So we're going to roll with it. We were, we are going to roll with it. We've got Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, and Michigan. <clears throat> First of all, let's talk about the stomping that Michigan put on Ohio State for a second. Really making a point to be in the postseason. Um, and, and we've got Georgia and Alabama going at it. Um, I, I honestly, even if Alabama loses... I see Alabama still making it in. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I still, I, yeah, I don't know. It, they, they make it in. If for some reason Alabama does not make it in, Oklahoma State 100% makes it in um, because they're going to beat Baylor. And we're going to get to predictions here in a little bit, but they're going to beat Baylor uh, tomorrow on Saturday. This podcast is going up here on Friday. I'm recording Friday. It's going up on Friday. That's what's happening. So having said that, Oklahoma State beats Baylor for their championship. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's what happens there. And if Alabama loses, and let's say Alabama gets rickrolled by UGA, UGA stomps the tar out of them. Alabama is 
is is fluctuating in that third fourth spot depending on who you look at depending on um you know which which grouping on on public areas that you look at some people have Alabama 4 some people have Alabama 3 some people have Cincy 4 Cincy 3 etc we do know that Georgia is 1 we do know that Michigan is 2 so if Alabama gets absolutely curb stomped by Georgia. I think we could see Oklahoma State. I think we could legitimately see Oklahoma State in the top four. They've played like they want to be in the top four. They beat the snot out of Oklahoma to play Baylor for the championship, and they deserve it. They definitely deserve it. So we're going to talk about this. Um, we've got some games coming up. We got one tonight. We have Oregon at Utah um, for for their championship. I don't um, I don't really see that being like a huge game. Um, right? I mean, it's going to be a fun game to watch, but it's not not that big of a deal. In fact, uh, Caesars has Utah at minus two and a half. Oregon at plus two and a half. Uh, the money line on Utah is uh, minus 135. On Oregon is plus 115. Over-under is 57 and a half. Um, so, uh, and, and Utah being the the over. So, not that big of a big deal of a game. I mean, is it going to be a close game? Yeah, possibly. Um, but not really that big of a deal. And then tomorrow, championship freaking Saturday. Championship Saturday. We've got Utah State at San Diego. What the hell? Um, yeah, San Diego is ninth is ranked nineteenth. Uh, Utah State is. I don't. I really. I thought Utah had one college. Um, apparently they have Utah State. So there you go. <clears throat> we have Appalachian State, who at times like nobody knew who they were until they decided to play football one year. Um, but we have Appalachian State playing the Raging Cajuns. Now this one should be interesting. Um, Raging Cajuns have lost their coach, their head coach to the, uh, wonderful Florida Gators. So, uh, will this be a game where Louisiana Raging Cajuns say, Hey, you know what? We're going to go out with a bang. We're going to win one and we're going to prove that we're okay without, um, without our head coach. Uh, and they beat the Tara Appalachian state. That's my guess. They're ranked 20th. That's my guess. We have Houston playing Cincinnati. Now, again, bear with me for a second, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of cover this real quick here. You have Houston playing Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati is is minus ten and a half. I think that they cover that against Houston um, in the AAC championship game. Uh, it's at three Central, four Eastern. Um, Tomorrow, Cincinnati is one win away from securing a spot. Again, like I said, as the first group of five teams to make the college football playoffs. But um, let's be real, man. Ideas. Um, Houston is a hard-charging offense. Um, they are they are relentless. If you've watched any of Houston's games, they shove it down the pipe and they keep going. They don't fucking stop. But Cincinnati's defense has been one of the best in the country all season. The Bearcats 
covering 60% of simulations on the sports line models for this game. Um, and that's what makes them the pick. Um, the total points or the points total is like at 53. Um, I picked the over in that. I picked the over in that. I think it's about 50, 50, whether that will go over that. I think it will go over. You'll have Houston pounding on their defense. The defense is going to get tired. It will be kind of a meaty, you know, a medium scoring game in the first, you know, quarter and a half to two quarters. That's third and fourth quarter. Houston's offense is going to just start absolutely pummeling Cincinnati's defense. They're just going to get tired of getting just, just shoved at constantly. And Cincinnati's going to have to pick up their game and score a lot of, score a lot of points. And that's why I pick the, uh, over on the 53 points. Um, Another one, and this is the Oklahoma State um, and uh, Baylor's game, and this is the Big 12 championship game. This is at noon Eastern um, on Saturday. I wished it was a later game. I think it's going to be a good game, honestly. Um, again, Oklahoma State is minus 5.5. Cowboys are are lights out defense. Um, I mean, we, we saw that with Oklahoma. They are lights out defense. Um, they, they've only allowed, or they've allowed under less than 200 yards in three of their last five games. And when they met Baylor earlier in October, only, you know, only a little two months ago, they held Baylor to 14 points. So it's a 10 point Oklahoma state university win. I am going to go with, I'm going to go ahead and call the points on this one and say it's 27-17. It's a 10-point win at 27-17. That's my prediction. That's my guess. Um, Oklahoma State's going to cover the spread. I'm I'm confident that they'll cover the spread on this one. Um they, I don't know why, but Vegas apparently is saying that the points total is at 46 and a half. I'm calling the under on that, bet the under. I'm just saying bet the under. There is no reason to, to bet the over on that. That would, that would be, you know, like suicidal. Um, Not cool. Uh, Then you have Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, who cares? Um. It's a 17 and 18 ranked team. Honestly, they're they're not really paying for anything but a bowl. Then you have Michigan and Iowa. All right, guys. This one, we we know what Michigan has done this year. We're very, very aware of Michigan's absolute ridiculous play. Okay? We're aware of it. We know what's happening. We know what it looks like. It, basically, your money line is plus 350 on Iowa, minus 450 on Michigan. Um, the spread is plus 11, minus 11. Uh, Iowa is the plus. Uh, and the over-under is 43.5. <clears throat> this one, I, I, mm, I am hesitant, hesitant only, hesitant only to pick the under on, Mich- or on, the, on the Michigan-Iowa game. For your your points total of 43 and a half. Iowa has had some big scoring games. 
Michigan has had some huge scoring games. Both teams have the ability to put up big points. Both teams have the ability to um, move the ball down the field. Iowa has had choke after choke after choke when they've done it, but they can do it. I am still picking Michigan in this game. Um, If Iowa plays the upset, it will be un-freaking-real. This will be absolute bedlam in in this game. If Iowa wins this game, absolute bedlam. Um I I don't I don't see them winning, but my god. Can you I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to an Iowa game. I've been to an Iowa game, a couple of them, and I can honestly tell you that these games are intense. Michigan games, big house games are intense. These fans are absolutely intense and they're loud and they're raucous. And it is, all I got to say is Michigan don't, don't, don't count Iowa out. Don't count Iowa out. Um, This could be a upset. This could be a huge upset. And and that's why I'm not betting heavy on this game. It could be huge. Iowa could step up and be like, we are we are gonna play spoiler. Um if they do that, then you're definitely looking at you're definitely looking at Oklahoma State being in. You're looking at Michigan being out. Um you're looking at Cincinnati being in, Georgia one hundred percent being in. Um, Alabama staying in and uh, Oklahoma State being in there. Um, I mean, that, that it, I know Michigan fans are probably going to call me. They're going to be like, Josh, go to hell. You don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. But that's just that's just my, my thing there. That's the, that's the evening game tomorrow. I will be definitely watching that game. Um, now let's talk Georgia-Alabama. Reason I say Georgia, Alabama, uh, for the end of this prediction coverage is this is this is a rivalry. All these other games have significance. Georgia, Alabama is a rivalry. For those of you who don't understand SEC East and SEC West football, this is huge. Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, you know, uh, or, uh, you know, Alabama, Georgia. There's LSU. You throw LSU in there. Um, Tennessee, even at times when they want to play. This is huge. This game has such an intense impact on the college football playoffs in many, many ways. You've got Cincinnati not playing anybody that's eligible for the playoffs. You have Michigan not playing anybody that's eligible for the playoffs. Yet Georgia and Alabama not only could be playing each other for the playoffs, but they could be playing against each other in the playoffs again. 
this could be a absolute ridiculous game. Alabama has everything to lose. Georgia has some to lose and everything to gain. Georgia's number one. Even if Alabama beats them, Georgia does not fall out of the playoff, period. Georgia stays in the playoff. They get ranked number four. Alabama stays in the playoff, obviously. Michigan stays in the playoff. Cincinnati moves up to, uh, you know, from four to three. Alabama moves up to one, or uh, two, rather. Michigan moves up to one. So it would be Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia, if Georgia loses. If Alabama loses, they're out. It's done. Um like I said, in some polls. In other polls, they stay in, but by the skin of their teeth. If Oklahoma State has an overwhelming victory over Baylor at number nine, Oklahoma State's number five, Baylor's number nine. If Oklahoma State has an absolutely overwhelming victory at Baylor and Alabama gets curb stomped, Oklahoma State's in, Alabama's out. If Alabama keeps it close, it's a tight game. It's, it's hard fought. Oklahoma State plays a tight game against Baylor and they don't curb stomp Baylor. Alabama stays in. Depending on the poll that you look at. So, obviously, the college football playoff selection will be huge. Um, guys, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to tell you how big this weekend is for Georgia and Alabama. I'm sure if you're a Georgia fan, you know. If you're an Alabama fan, you know. If you are a if you are one of their players, if you're one of the coaches, holy dear God. Like, if you're a coach, you're getting more gray hair. By the second. I don't care if you're Kirby Smart, I don't care if you're Nick Saban. I'm I mean, you are just getting gray hair, period. I don't care. You are going to have an epic level of gray hair by the time this game comes to play. And during the game, you are going to have even more gray hair. It's going to be absolutely fucking nuts. Can't wait to see it. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited as well. So we're going to move on and talk about, uh, we're going to talk about just the NCAA news just in general. First of all, um, if you, if you look at, if you look at some of the coaching moves that have happened, Notre Dame did what I kind of figured they would do, and they moved their defensive coordinator, Freeman, to head coach. I don't know if that will continue on for the rest of the season into next year and through next year. I mean, it will continue on the rest of the season, rather. Into and through next year is what I mean. Um, does he stay the head coach? I don't, I don't know. I mean, right now there's a, there's a huge upheaval in the college world and it's happening fast. I don't know if you guys have really paid attention to that, how fast these coaches getting picked up, but there are, there are colleges picking up coaches real fast. So keep that in mind. Um, that, that should be interesting. Um, it is interesting to, to find out that the former commit, uh, running back Brown, to the Sooners followed Riley to USC. I think we're going to see a little bit more of that. Um, he's going to bring he's going to bring a different kind of of uh, you know feel to to USC. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. Um, I, I we'll see. <coughs> so um, 
the other thing that the other thing that I kind of want to um, talk about is LSU. Uh, LSU getting Kelly um, from Notre Dame. I don't think Kelly handled it well based on the reports that I've seen of him saying, hey, we're going to have a meeting, but it's not you guys. It's like getting a text message from your girl or from your guy for that matter. And they're like, uh, hey, so I know I haven't really talked to you in a couple of days. Um, and I know you're kind of freaking out. It's okay. It's not you. It's me. Can we talk tomorrow? It's like, what? Uh, huh? Uh, you're you're breaking up with me, aren't you? And that's what he did. Or at least that's what the reports say he did. And then I saw some leaked video um inside the inside the the meeting that he had with his players. And it was basically like, hey, look, I love you guys. It's not your fault. I decided to do this. It's a better opportunity for me. <laughs> like, bro, you just told the guys that you've been coaching and recruiting that this is a better opportunity for me. You fucking asshole. You douche canoe. Um, But then, you know, he's like, you know, I, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. You guys have done this for me. I'm like, dude, come on. So having said that, does he fit the LSU bad boy landscape? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Do I think it is better for him? If, it, if you are a coach at Notre Dame, and you have the opportunity to go to LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M. Um, you know, these big, big schools that are aligned with a strong conference, you fucking go. You're better off. Notre Dame will not align with a conference. They're not going to do it. They've done it for a brief second, and then they came back out of it. It was for TV deals. That's what it was. Um, you're better off. Yeah, I mean, is the nostalgia cool to coach at Notre Dame? Yeah, that's cool. But nostalgia doesn't do much more than that. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's yeah, that, <laughs> uh, that's as far as I'll go on that. Uh, you know, I, I just, I don't see, I don't see there being, I don't, I don't see there being any, love lost with with Kelly leaving and going to LSU. I don't think Notre Dame is really going to care. Um I think to a point where they're like, "You know what? Go fuck off." After what you said, go go right on and fuck right off. Um so the other thing that we that I would suggest watching um really really close guys, there are in this kind of branches in the NFL here. Um there are a ton. And when I say a ton, I mean a ton of colleges that that have great players that are going to go well in the draft this year. Um, I think one of the things that we're going to have to look out for is uh, quarterbacks. Um, you know, last year we had a lot of quarterbacks go. <clears throat> I said it, for those of you who know me and have talked to me, I said it to... Um, to everybody that I talk to, I think that it is an absolute joke that Trevor Lawrence is in the NFL. Of course, he has to get drafted. He has to go to the NFL. He was, you know, Heisman or uh, uh, championship winner, you know, stuff like that. But 
his game management is pathetic. He's a pretty boy. He's got an attitude. He's cocky. It, 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 but not in the cocky football right kind of ways. You know what I mean? So I think we have four quarterbacks that will do well in the NFL. Um, some obviously better than others. Some stronger than others. I don't. Um, I don't really know how it's going to shake up um, on who's going to get quarterbacks. Obviously, there's teams that drafted quarterbacks last year that don't need them. There's teams that desperately need a quarterback, and there's teams that really could use a quarterback and and use help in the quarterback position. So, my prediction going into NFL here, my prediction coming out of football, uh, college and into NFL is first of all i i am very aware that russell wilson wants out of seattle russell wilson wants to get the hell out of seattle he's tired of seattle he's done with seattle honestly i think he's done with pete carroll i hate pete carroll i've been done with him within five minutes of meeting him that guy can go to hell um yeah do i see pete carroll going back to college i don't know <clears throat> he certainly as hell ain't going back to usc i mean we already see that so could he go back to college yeah he could um, but I actually see the Chicago Bears trading Andy Dalton, hang with me for a second, and Allen Robinson to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Bear with me on this one. Mooney has become the number one receiver in Chicago. He has got more yards and more receptions and more touches and more targets than what Allen Robinson has had by a mile. I don't know what the deal is with Allen Robinson. I don't know if it's in his head. I don't know. But we can afford to get rid of him. We get rid of Allen Robinson for Russell Wilson, and we pick up a receiver in the draft at Chicago. That's my guess. Um, that is that is what I believe ends up happening. Sorry, guys. Um, I had a uh, video pop up here. Um, so I, I see that happening. I don't see... Uh, I, I don't see really anything else happening in Chicago as far as like trying to get a, a quarterback to come over because honestly, the league is short on them right now. There are a handful of quarterbacks out there that are doing well. There are a few that are doing excellent. Um, and there are some teams that are just floundering because their quarterback sucks. Josh Allen is doing well. Ryan Tannehill is doing well. Uh, Stafford is doing well. Obviously, Brady's doing well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is doing well. You've had ups and downs with Dax Prescott, but overall doing well. You have ups and downs in Las Vegas, overall doing pretty well. And then you have teams that are absolutely killing the mid-game and are doing okay in the middle. And... When I say okay, I mean literally just okay. You have the Browns being okay. You have the Bears being okay. You have, uh, well, and I mean doing well. I mean, let's go with, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has had his ups and downs, but he's doing better uh, for sure. Arizona, um, you're as a team, I think overall you're doing well. As a quarterback, you're doing great. Um but then you have, like I said, the mediocre teams, the ones right in the middle, the Browns, the Bears, uh, the Chargers, um, you know, kind of just mediocre 49ers, mediocre quarterbacks. Oh, Cam Jones. We can't leave Cam Jones out. Cam Jones is doing very well. 
Um, and then you have teams that are just absolutely eating shit at the quarterback position. New Orleans, Atlanta, Jacksonville, Carolina, uh, obviously Detroit, uh, Pittsburgh. Um, the Jets have had major struggles. I mean, everybody that's in the basement is looking for a quarterback in the draft. So having said that, quarterbacks in the draft um, that I see going in the draft, I think you've got four four quarterbacks. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how game ready they're going to be at the next level. Um, but I think, I think you have four and then they're spread out this year. They're not going one, two, three, you know, one, two, three, five, one, two, three, you know, seven. I think you'll have one. Um, I, I mean, we all know Detroit is, Detroit's getting the first pick. There's no question. I mean, they're, they're owing 10. Um, Detroit ain't going nowhere. So, you know, I've got, I don't, I mean, I, I've got some in there. We'll see how they, we'll see how they go. I think a lot of this weekend is going to, is going to, to say a lot. I think, um, I think watching some of these big games this weekend is going to make a big, big, big difference in how draft picks roll out. Uh, you know, because those championship games, they really show that pressure. They show, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is this is where we are and and moving on from there. So I think that your your top four quarterbacks are are Kenny Pickett. Uh, Malik Willis, uh, Matt Corral, and Desmond Ryder. Those are those are my four quarterback picks. Uh, you know Pittsburgh. Um, not a solid winning team, crazy winning team, or anything like that. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh, but again, you can have a phenomenal player come out of and rise above mediocre gameplay. Um, or even good gameplay, uh, and and I think that Kenny Pickett does. Um, I think that he is a good example of that. I think he's smart. I think he's very athletic. Malik Willis. I think obviously. I mean, you. I don't know. You go undefeated, and you're you're gonna have that. You know that that's gonna that's gonna happen. Uh, Matt Corral. Um, Matt Corral. Look for him to. My guess is Matt Corral ends up with um, kind of that fast pass attack team. Um, I, I really don't think that some of these guys are going to go really quick um, in the draft, like I said. But we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll we'll definitely see how it goes. Now let's let's jump to um, let's jump to that NFL full on NFL. Now that we've made that we bridged that gap there, let's talk about the NFL for a second. I will say it now, and we'll see what happens. Ben Roethlisberger is done. He's retired. He's done. All right, bye. Bye, see you later, Ben. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be really that upset about it, including <laughs> including their own team. But Big Ben is gone. I'm going to say that he has been, it has been more of a struggle there than 
then he has been a help. So, boom, done. Bye, see you later. Um, Jones is out uh, for the Giants because of his neck. <sighs> that could, or, um, you know, they're playing the Dolphins, so I don't know if that's really going to be that big of a deal. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the big one, um, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown decides he's going to try to attempt to fake a COVID card against the biggest organization in the United States in professional sports. Or one of the biggest. He decides he's going to make a fake COVID card and pass it off. Now, I'm not going to get into the COVID thing and how I fucking feel about it. But let's just... Let's just talk about it. You're working for a company that flat out says we will bust your ass if you decide to fake a card or if you are outside of COVID protocols or whatever. And you're getting paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to play a sport on TV to potentially earn even more money. And you actually play with one of the best quarterbacks on the league and one of the guys that could take you to the Super Bowl. And you decide to be a dickhead. And fake a COVID card. I mean, hell, Aaron Rodgers just says, hey, look, I don't want to have a shot. I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going to follow the protocols for people that haven't gotten the shot. Antonio Brown, on the other hand, decides, I'm going to fake it. Idiot. Absolute idiot. Uh, I think it does have an effect on, on Tampa. I think it affects Tampa's offense. Uh, Tampa's offense has been sluggish at times. So we'll see, <clears throat> we'll see what happens there. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen, but uh, we'll, we'll see. All right. So let's go through the NFL matchups for this weekend. Um, Buccaneers at Falcons. Bye-bye Falcons. Buccaneers beat the tar out of them. Um, like I said, I don't know that it had big of an effect, but um, the AJ Terrell, which is the Falcons second year quarterback, um, he's one of the best at his position. Even though the Falcons have sucked ass, he's one of the best at his position. Um, so he has a chance to to get some attention. Um, I mean, if you've if you've got the Falcons defense against a uh, against a Tom Brady who likes to throw, um, who has at times been inaccurate, we'll see. The Buccaneers, on the other hand, I am going with the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are going to sack Matt Ryan five times. <coughs> five. Matt Ryan gets hit five times in the backfield for a sack. And they pick him off twice. That's my guess. Um, he's <laughs> Matt Ryan has had a basement QBR in the last three games of like 21, 22, somewhere in that range. Which is the lowest in the NFL. Uh, he was sacked by the Patriots four times. I think the Buccaneers make it five. Um, and and he also is throwing interceptions like it's it's nobody's business. So we'll see. Uh, Gronk um, is Gronk is killing it, and and he is just shy of Tony Gonzalez's record. Um, and when I say just shy, um, I'm talking one game shy of Tony Gonzalez record for the most um in in 
100. So the record is this. 30 career games with 100-plus yards receiving. There's only one more game he has to play to tie that. And that's the NFL record for tight ends. Um, So I'm going to go with he ties it. I'm going to go with he ties in Atlanta. So there you go. I would... I would say that uh, the Chargers at the Bengals is going to be a good game. Um, The spread is minus three on Cincinnati. Uh, This is going to be a pretty good game. It's it's two young quarterbacks. It's um, both are 2020 drafts. Uh, Joe Burrow is looking to to get his third straight win and actually get since the end of the playoffs. Justin Herbert. Um, is looking to to redeem himself after a very embarrassing loss at the Broncos. Um, and Herbert actually leads the NFL in total QBR at 65.9. So what I was saying about going back to you know teams that are having trouble um, and are and are doing okay in in the NFL as far as as far as uh, Teams go, I, I, when I mention the Chargers is doing okay, it's not necessarily because Herbert is bad. I mean, his total QBR is 65.9. Um, but he's young. He's a rookie. He's doing good. He's not, I mean, he's six and five. He's doing good. Um, is it some of the coaching? Yes. But, you know, they're a team that are okay. Is he, Are they struggling to have leadership there? Yes. Your performance on the field does not mean you lead the team. And that's why I said what I said about it. Uh, Austin Eckler, I think if you are, if you are a fantasy football coach and you have Austin Eckler, I'm about to give you a ton of fucking points. I say Austin Eckler goes for 200 plus yards. I think that he's going to be a beast. If you have Herbert and you are playing with Herbert, I believe that Herbert has a 300 plus yard game. Cincinnati's defense is sluggish. And that is my prediction there. Um, Cincinnati is, is I mean, they played against Pittsburgh. They beat Pittsburgh twice. It was embarrassing for Pittsburgh. But uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Joe Mixon has recorded multiple touchdowns in four straight games. Um, he has the longest streak in the NFL and the longest in Bengals history. Um, no one has done it in five straight games since Alvin Kamara in the 1920 season. Um, and the last to do it in five straight within the season was who they beat last week. And that was LaDamian and Tomlinson. Um, and that was eight straight. So Joe Mixon is a man hammer and that guy's going in hard. Uh, all right. So, uh, and go back to that prediction there. Uh, since he is minus three, uh, Cardinals at the bears, uh, bears going to lose. Bears are going to lose. 
the only the only thing that the Cardinals are going to really have to struggle with is uh, Robert Quinn. Uh, Khalil Mack is out uh, still. He's on the IR. Um, and Robert Quinn has been a, an has been an animal. Um, he is he's a veteran edge rusher. He's tied for fourth in the NFL with eleven sacks. Um, in week eleven, um, he had three and a half sacks against Baltimore. Um, it's only the third time since nineteen eighty eight that a Bears player had three sacks or more in a game. So he's playing big, big Bear style defense. Um, if 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 the Cardinals cannot stop Quinn. The Bears have a chance to win. That's the only way the Bears have a chance to win is Quinn getting in the backfield and disrupting Kyler Murray, and absolutely de- like smoking Kyler Murray. It's uh, you know Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins <clears throat> will be back against the Bears. Um, I, I think they will be. Uh, that's my that's my guess, and they'll make their presence felt um, for sure. I believe that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins go for 125 yards between the two of them and they get two touchdowns. Um, the Cardinals are a scoring team on the road in their last two games. They had like some 40 some odd points, um, you know, or more. And, and that's on the road. And that was against the bears on the road against the bears. And they've won all six of their road games by 10-plus points. All six. They're the only team to do it, like we talked about last week. Murray is a 72.7 completion percentage, and that's best in the NFL. Um, and it's on pace to be a third best um, overall um, in history. Uh, David Montgomery has accounted for 83% of Chicago's back touches in both games um, following their bye week. So look for David Montgomery to pop off if you have David Montgomery on fantasy. I think, I think this is my prediction. I believe that this game, if, if, if Quinn can get in the backfield, it gives the Bears a chance to win. I believe personally that it will be a 26-17 game. Cardinals over the Bears. That's my prediction. Um... Arizona is going to win it. Uh, Dolphins and Giants, equally ranked team. And nobody cares. This game's on at 1 Eastern on Fox, and nobody's going to watch this game. This, I mean, if you're a Giants fan, you're going to watch. If Dolphins fan, you're going to watch. But this game sucks. Um, the, the Dolphins are forcing 10 turnovers, which is they've, – they've, they've been good in, the, in defense – that's third in the NFL. They they rank second in the NFL's defense expected points um, added. Um, the Giants have been one of the least efficient offensive teams in the NFL, um, just thirty first in yards and twenty eighth in offensive EPA. Miami will get to either Jones or Glennon. I I think Jones is going to play. If he doesn't, they'll get to Glennon, and and they'll get to him at least 55 to 60 percent of the time um because the giants have an incredibly horrible offensive line and my uh, miami doesn't bring uh you know anything but the zero blitz they they have a propensity to bring the zero blitz they're they're ridiculous with it um 
Jones, Glennon, whoever the Giants quarterback is going to be, is going to get bounced around. Um, that's going to happen. The Giants allow pressure uh, better than 30% of the time. And Miami's going to bring it. Miami's going to bring it. Tua Tugalovoa uh, completed uh, about 8% of his passes um, in, in 30 attempts in his past two games, um, which is great. Kyler Murray and Drew Brees are the ones, and Peyton Manning are the only ones that have done that. So Tua is uh, Tua's coming back, so we'll see. Um, we'll see how Saquon does. He got 81% of the running back touches last weekend, so... I can see him doing the same thing. If you got Saquon Barkley, you're probably going to be you're probably going to be hitting some points. I think that uh, the Dolphins the Dolphins smoke the Giants. Uh, I'm betting on that one. Um, Colts Texans Texans go away. Uh, Colts win. Um, Jonathan Taylor um, has a chance to to do this again um, and and get touchdowns. I Indy is at minus 10 on this one. And I really believe Jonathan Taylor is going to pop off again. <clears throat> I think Jonathan Taylor gets two t- uh, rushing touchdowns. <clears throat> two rushing touchdowns. That's my prediction there. Um, because the Texans have allowed 17 rushing touchdowns this season and 135 and a half yards rushing per game. Um, that ranks 31st in the NFL. I, I'm saying Jonathan Taylor does it. He does it. Um, T.Y. Hilton will have his first 100-yard receiving game in December. Uh, he had that in December, rather. Uh, he had um, his first 100-yard receiving game in December of 2020, and he hasn't had one since. I think he's doing it. He's playing against the Texans. His last 100-yard game, he had eight receptions for 110 yards and a touchdown against the Texans. On December sixth of twenty twenty, he's going to do it again. He's going to break that 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 drought of hundred receiving yards games, and he's going to do it again. And he's going to do it on Sunday. Um, I that's that's my prediction. Uh, uh the Colts quarterback Carson Wentz has twenty one touchdowns and five interceptions this season. That's the fourth best touchdown interception ratio in the NFL. And when Wentz has a turnover, um. They're, when when he has a turnover, they're one and five. When he doesn't, they're five and one. So, I don't I don't see I don't see the Texans getting turnover against them. So I'm gonna go Colts thirty five Texans seventeen. No, take that back. Colts thirty five Texans twenty. That's that's why I'm gonna do it. Um, I mean Tyrod Taylor is 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 okay. Uh, but the Texans suck. Uh, Vikings at Lions. Huh. <laughs> Vikings. And do we have to talk about that? Um, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I, I I'm gonna say this like what I said before. Detroit looks like a losing team that wants to win, which is an odd thing to say. But Kurt Cousins is is only getting 19.9 fantasy points per game average, um, and that's over the past past four weeks. Detroit's defense is not horrible. Detroit's offense is not horrible. They just have not been able to win. The problem comes with Detroit's quarterback. Period. Um, it, it's it's I, guys. I don't even. I don't see this. Um, 
The Vikings are four and zero when when Jefferson has a hundred receiving yards. I believe he 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 train wrecks the hell out of out of uh, Detroit. Dalvin Cook is out, so I, I think he train wrecks him. Um, Adam Thielen has a receiving touchdown in two straight games and ten so far this season, which is tied with Cooper Cup and Mike Evans. Um, for most of the NFL, so it, it's a it's a train right there. Eagles at Jets. Eagles at the mother freaking Jets. Um, we're winding this show down, and we're gonna we're gonna get to these last couple of games here. Eagles Jets. Uh, this is Jalen Hurts. Um, he 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 has a hurt ankle. <laughs> punny, very punny. Um, the Jets have only allowed ninety six rushing yards to quarterbacks. But they haven't faced really dangerous quarterbacks. And Jalen Hurts is running quarterback. The only problem is, is he has a problem with his ankle. So I think it, I think it's up and down. Um, Hurts leads the Eagles with 695 rushing yards and eight touchdowns on the ground, which is almost like Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, the, Eagles, um, the Eagles will return... Uh, they, they return to Zach, uh, or they will return to Zach Wilson interception uh, for a touchdown. That's my guess. Eagles get a, a, a pick six. Um, Wilson is tied for third in the NFL with 10 picks, despite just playing seven games. And that's been because of his injuries. So I am going with Zach Wilson throws an interception, and the Eagles get a pick six. And, and the thing is with Wilson, he does not have the ability to really pick out the secondary and and really kind of cycle through it and figure out what's going on. So look for the Eagles to throw some stuff around in the secondary. Um, I'm I'm going I'm going Eagles uh I'm gonna say Eagles twenty seven Jets thirteen. Eagles 27, Jets 13. That's my guess on that one. Uh, Jags, Rams. Um, Rams need to win. Rams need to win. Um, they enter Sunday's game on a three-day on a three-game losing streak, um, and that that's only happened um, one other time under Sean McVay. The Rams need to win, and they don't need to win because they're seven and four. They need to win because they need to get their heads out of their asses. Um, Matt Stafford. He's had six turnovers in a in that three game skid. Um, he's going to course correct. He's going to develop rhythm. Rhythm. He's going to get that going. He's going to get the offense rolling. The Jags are two and 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 nine. Um, we already know that that they produce no points. I think they're averaging like fourteen and a half points a game, which is unfucking real. So the Rams, um, Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd are going to smash Trevor Lawrence. They want to eat his fucking shit. Trevor Lawrence is going to get sacked eight times. Put money on that. Go to your bets. Go to DraftKings. Put money on Trevor Lawrence gets sacked eight times. Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd want to eat his face. I'm watching this game just to watch that pretty boy Trevor Lawrence get his ass beat. All right? Um... Jacksonville's uh, Brandon, uh, I think it's Brandon Linder and and Andrew Norwell are are like the eighth and seventeenth in pass block, um, but offensive tackles Jawan Taylor and Cam Robinson 
This is the bad part. Offensive tackles are 47th and 33rd in the league in their position. So your 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 center and your left guard rank 8th and 17th. One of the, like, great. Great to have those guys on the line. But they are surrounded by complete garbage. And, and the other aspect of it, besides Lawrence not being able to throw the ball accurately and has piss-poor game management, their receivers are still running routes all over the place. They're running like their own routes. It's annoyingly... I mean, if I was Trevor Lawrence, I'd, I'd want to throw footballs right at their faces on the sidelines. Um, Cooper Cup has seven straight games with seven or more receptions, which is amazing. If you're a fantasy, if you're a fran, uh, fantasy player or a fantasy coach, that is a great number. He also needs only eight more catches to reach 100, which would make him the third different Rams player to do that since 2005. Um, three Rams receivers finished last week tucked inside the top 15 um as a receiver cup beckham and van jefferson um they saw at least nine targets um for all of them so i can only see that getting better i think cooper cup is coaching up junior and getting junior to that next level so that you know within their team he's showing them the routes he's helping them he's helping them learn and i think honestly i honestly 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 think that Odell Beckham Jr. is only going to get more and more powerful as as the year winds down. Um, so that's that's my thing. I'm going I'm going hard on this one, guys. I'm going Rams 35, Jaguars three. Rams 35, Jaguars three. The Rams are going to beat the tar out of them. So we're gonna go with that. Uh, Washington at Raiders, five and six at six and five. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Um, Derek Carr is uh, is known by Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio was the Washington defensive coordinator. Um, the two were thickest thieves um, when he was the Raiders coach in fifteen through seventeen. Um, but they have had some social media beef, man, and and in. Carr has a difficulty in cold weather. Carr was meant to play in domes for the rest of his life. And when you put him in cold weather, he struggles. Again, Derek Carr is one of those, okay, this team is okay with their quarterback. It, like I classified him as is good. You know, they're they're okay. Um, but they're not great. And and this chirping that's been going back and forth between these two, Del Rio and Carr on social media. This is going to be interesting to watch. Washington will run for 150 yards. That's my guess. They have some injury concerns, so there'll be some questions entering the game. But if those questions are are affirmative, and and they get they get their running game on point, I'm saying I don't. I mean, I think Deshaun Jackson's going to get some touchdowns here. But Antonio Gibson's going to run for like 100 yards. That's my guess. Uh, Antonio Gibson gets 100 yards. Um, I'm picking this game for the Raiders, but it's a one-point game. I don't know that I would bet on this game. I'm picking it for the Raiders. I'm going 27-24. 27-24. Uh, not one-point game. I'm sorry, one-score game. Uh, 27-24, that is my pick 
Raiders win against Washington. 49ers, Seahawks. 49ers are going to beat the Seahawks. San Francisco is minus three and a half spread. Russell Wilson wants out of freaking Seattle. I don't think he really cares. Um, I mean, he needs to play to get a good team, but I don't think he really cares. You know, he's having issues with the snap. Um, you know, handling the ball with with his finger surgery, it, it's just an issue. Um, he he's been incredibly inaccurate. Uh, he's it, just it's just bad. Um, Nick Bosa has been fucking people's lives up. Uh, Nick Bosa has eleven sacks in eleven games. He's been fucking shit up. He's been getting back there and pressuring. So I don't see this going well for Seattle. Um, but they're playing the 49ers. The Niners have at least 40 minutes of time of possession um, in this game. I, I think that's what it will be. Seattle has the worst time of possession margin in the league, like the worst. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with this. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is nine and zero outright, and six and three ATS on the road. I'm going 49ers. I'm going 49ers twenty four Seahawks 20. 24-20. That game is too tight to predict or put money on. Ravens Steelers bye bye uh, bye bye Steelers. Ravens going to win. Uh, Lamar Jackson has two starts against the Steelers. Um, he struggled in both of them. He threw five interceptions, threw t- three touchdowns in those games, and has been sacked nine times. He had a bad week last week. Threw four interceptions to the Browns. But the biggest Steelers weakness is their run defense. Jackson is running and he's running great. Um, TJ Watt looks like he's on the sideline. So you're taking one of their biggest, biggest edge rushers out of the game and you're giving it to them. Lamar Jackson wants to have a good game against the Steelers. He's had bad games against them. He's had two bad starts against them. He's had bad games. He wants to have two good games. He came, he's coming off the Browns. He wants to, he wants to turn his season around in a sense in his mind. Like that's what he's thinking. I got to get better. They're eight and three. They're going to the postseason. Don't worry about that. If you're a Ravens fan, but Devontae Freeman, along with with uh, Lamar Jackson, you're looking for Devontae Freeman to have a 100-yard game. First time in four years, I'm predicting that 100-yard game for him. Um, and then I, I'm going with I'm going with the I'm going with the the, the pure on birds here. I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, Roethlisberger has at least one passing touchdown in 25 straight games, which is only one shy of matching the second longest streak of his career, which is 26. Uh, for fantasy wise, Steelers running back Najee Harris is a test case for fantasy value of volume. That's a, he is a test case. He remains locked in the lineups despite going through all November without touching, uh, without a touch gaining 15 yards. Um, so keep that in mind. I'm going. Ravens 23, Steelers 20. Ravens 23, Steelers 20. That's that's my that's my prediction. Um that's what I'm going with. Uh 23 20. Ravens. Broncos Chiefs. Chiefs have owned the Broncos in 11 straight games. Um <laughs> the last like what what was it? 
what are we looking at? Three or five games? Three or four games, something like that. Have been decided by at least 20 points. Um, the only way, the only way that the Broncos win this is if Teddy Bridgewater has at least 230, 240 touchdown or passing yards, no interceptions, maybe one or two sacks, and at least two touchdowns. That's the only way they win. Patrick Mahomes um, has been a beast. Uh, 48 touchdown passes and 19 career primetime starts. This is a primetime start. Uh, I, I this is this is my thing. Um, this is this is my thing with this game. The reason that Patrick Mahomes has had issues in the games that he's lost. And even in some of the games that they won, as he gets in his head, he gets frustrated with his team not performing. He gets in his head, and then he can't do what he does best. Kelsey has gone 19 fantasy points plus in the fa- uh, in, in the past five Arrowhead games against the Broncos. The Broncos are up against a fucking giant in this game but they can take him down again Bridgewater has to have at least 230 240 passing yards he has to have two touchdowns no interceptions and one or two sacks and that's it that is what's going to help him win this game that's why this game is tight I believe Kansas City wins but when I say this game is tight I'm saying Chiefs win 23-21 that's my pick Patriots at Bills Patriots are oh man this is going to be weird um uh, Tredavious White is is out uh, for the Bills, which only gives Cam Jones better targets. Um, Josh Allen has thrown seven interceptions his past four games and has lost one fumble. The Bears or the Buffalo's defense has been able to bail him out, but he's still losing the ball. Um, New England's tougher than the last four games that they've played. New England is tougher defense for sure. So. When you go up against New England and you look at you look at what they've done since week five of this season, they've had 20 turnovers. 20 turnovers since week five. That is not who you can throw interception against or who you can drop a ball against. Nick Folds leaves the NFL with 31 field goals. Nick Folk, rather. Nick Folk leaves the NFL with 31 field goals on 34 attempts and has made 50 straight attempts within 50 yards. He's been ridiculous. Um, I'm going to say that that gets snapped. I'm saying it gets snapped because they're going to play in New York, and it's windy. And we're going to see how the weather looks, but it's windy. I'm going to say it snaps it. Um, That's my guess, is it snaps it. Uh... I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with on this one because of because of the 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 game and who it is. I'm actually going to go Patriots on this. I'm going to go Patriots. It isn't it would be an upset because Buffalo is at home. I'm actually gonna go one point game 24-23 pats. Alright. That is my 
predictions for this week. That's what we got going on. I'm posting this up here in just a minute. I hope you guys have a fucking fantastic weekend. I hope it's amazing. I am not going to be around um, on Sunday. Uh, I will still be able to answer messages. I'm actually picking up my dog on Sunday. I am super stoked. I'll be posting pictures on my TikTok and on my Instagram. Again, if you guys know anybody that wants to be a sponsor of this show, have them message me on Time Out with Josh on Instagram and have them get in touch with me. I want to work with you guys. Look, if it's a $5 sponsorship per show, $10, whatever the case may be, I want to help small businesses, especially around this time of year when we are trying to boost small businesses. All right? So I want to help you guys. If you're interested, definitely, definitely hit me up. All right? So that's there. The other thing is this. If you want a, if you want somebody to be on here and they're a guest, have them hit me up as well. You guys are fantastic. You guys are phenomenal. I appreciate you guys listening to the football picks. Tell you what, I want you guys to do this. Flood my inbox on Instagram. Flood my inbox. Follow me. Flood my inbox with subjects that you want to hear on this show. I'm talking football because this is a football time of year. It's big. It's huge. Bowl predictions are coming up soon. We'll talk those later. But hit me up on that. You guys are phenomenal. You guys are awesome. I see you soon. Stay good, y'all. 